Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm doing okay. Good, uh, good. I've, I've lost the ability to breathe without coughing. Ooh. <laughs> Which, to be fair, is good <laughs> me anyway. Uh, it just, just hurts to breathe a lot, and I'm kind of concerned I've got COVID, but I'm just not going to think about it. Cool. You probably want to get a test. Yeah, I'm probably going to. I've had my first vaccine, that means I'm invincible, right? <laughs> how this works. Oh, I wish, I wish. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. It's uh, been a stressful couple of weeks. Oh no. It turns out if you try and move your entire website to a different website and all of the stock on it when there's a new magic set being released, it's kind of stressful. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And I guess like there's a new magic set pretty much every week now, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter when you do it. It's something's gonna throw a spanner in the works, isn't it? We've had to lock in our numbers for Modern Horizons too. Yeah, and there hasn't been a single card spoiled for Modern Horizons two yet. <laughs> ah, that's not true. That's not true. We've had five. Yeah, oh, we've, we've had six. We've had six. Six. But yeah, abundant harvest. Oh sure, okay, yeah. And that's a good one. I'm sure people will buy. 200 pound boxes based on <laughs> Abundant Harvest alone I mean they're probably boxes based on Fetchlands alone right? <laughs> yeah, we can yeah, hope absolutely. we have it to lock in our numbers on that which is ridiculous, I didn't realise it was coming up that soon Yeah uh, But yeah it's been a, been a special week but we've got the new website um, working Yeah So that's nice that's Awesome, I've had a quick look myself and yeah it looks really cool because it's like a big step up from the previous website Yeah, looking well, forward to the... using that quite a bit in the future I think Oh please do the um, yeah, the old website was literally falling apart, <laughs> and, and kept coming up with security prompts, <laughs> which isn't great. We'd have like five messages a day being like, "Did you know that your website's unsecure?" I'm like, "Yes, but we can't do anything about it. We're building a new website, please." Um, but yeah, we have a new website, which is very exciting. Uh, and in that as well, we also have a, a promo code that you yes. can use at checkout, which is very exciting. We technically have a sponsorship. We, we do, sort of. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so you can if you go to manalik.com and type in the promo code HOFD5, you get 5% off any order over £10. That's awesome. That's Which does exciting. include sale product. Sweet. Yeah. So we are we're like, a, like a real podcast and everything, aren't we? It's only taken us like what, five years? Four years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been. no idea. No idea at this point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, that's that's super, super cool. Uh, yeah, big shout out to Manalik, as, like, as always. I think Manalik is a, is a fantastic store. Like... I've used them before plenty, plenty of times and will use them long into the future, regardless of whether or not we have that that five percent code there. But that that's a big help. So if you do listen to the show and you do purchase singles, again you can use that code, that's HFD five, to get five percent off any purchase from manleak.com. Yeah, which is exciting. So please do. Does that include the uh the limited edition beta mind twist that you have list- listed for £146,238.37. Is that a listing we actually have? It's out of stock, but yes, oh, okay. it is on there. <laughs> I was going to say, we should not have that in stock. Um, but it would, yeah. Sweet. It would apply to all singles. So if we had, like, you know, a more reasonably priced um, reserve list card that it's likely we actually have, uh, then yes, that would apply. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. But that's taken up most of my time this week. Yeah, so I, I to, can imagine. Know, move um, all of our stock between websites, and we're still nowhere near done. So yeah, it's a, it's been a long and arduous process, but we've got strict saving up there. Yeah, how's strict saving done? Has um, it been popular we, or? So because of it, we haven't. So we didn't list it on the old website because we knew we we're moving to the new website. 
<clears throat> and we only put it on the new website um, like three days ago. Yeah. But it's been selling. People cool. have been, been buying stuff. Um, most of the cards are not that expensive. Yeah. Um, missile archives are kind of popular, but again, they're, none of them are that expensive, really. There's like a couple of bangers, and then they're all just kind of medium. Yeah, totally. So I I opened a, a Japanese set booster box of Strixhaven, and it was it was fantastic. It was one of the best box openings I, I think I've ever done. Uh, like probably on par with Time Spiral Remastered. Like it was super super cool opening like the Mystical Archive cards, and like getting the Japanese ones was oh, it was incredible. I'm really looking forward to to doing it again. Uh, but yeah, I was going through just the Strixhaven cards alone, and even like. Even stuff like like a foil Prismari command, foil Japanese Prismari command is worth practically nothing. Yep. Which was like like mind blowing. Like I think like that's a card that is is probably good enough for modern. It's definitely very good in standard currently. Um, I I think it's a great card, but yeah, foil Japanese one worth very very little, which was, was quite surprising. Um, yeah, just very very little value in the set itself, but. Mystical Archive cards are really cool. I think they, they definitely saved the set. Um, I mean, I think they've crushed the price of the set, mostly. Yeah. It's yeah, what's happened with um, with most of the sets. And yeah, I mean, it happened with, with Zendikar Rising. I was uh, listing our Zendikar Rising stock <laughs> and um, <laughs> just realising that there's basically no value in the set whatsoever. Yeah. The um, the lands are worth a little bit. And then even like Omnath's not very expensive anymore. And it's mainly because if you buy a box and then open a Misty Rainforest <laughs> um, that pushes down the value of the rest of the cards in the set yeah and that's the same that's happening here the Mystical Archives are pushing down the value of the rest of the set um, and there isn't anything particularly expensive left in the set yeah totally and they're, I mean it is balanced by the fact that if you buy a box then you are opening the Mystical Archive cards or, or the box toppers or whatever they choose to include in, in this particular standard product but it just means that the, the, the general uh, EV of a boost pack is very very low. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I think just just as always, like rule of thumb applies. Like if you want cards from the set, buy singles. And if you yep. if you are going to buy a box, like understand what you're doing and understand what you're buying before you go ahead and part of that money. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, I purchased a, a Japanese box. I want to get a. I, I want to collect the, uh, like the non-foil Japanese all out mystical archive cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I got very lucky I think with the the box that I opened. So I opened a demonic tutor, um, sold that very quickly for one hundred and thirty pounds, uh, which was wow. was fine. I, I think I don't know. Uh, so I think there's there's something quite strange. I think well, I guess it's it's not so strange when you actually think about it. But I think it it sort of seems strange at first. The non foil Japanese mystical archive cards. Um, are going to be significantly rarer than the the foil ones and the etched foil ones, because mm-hmm. the the non foil ones are only available in in Japanese boosters. And it looks like that as far as the UK goes, the only stores have only been able to get Japanese set boosters, not draft boosters. Yes. Uh, and most of the bigger Japanese stores are just completely sold out of the regular. Yep. Uh, the the regular Japanese versions. You can get etched foils. You can get foils. But they're just they're just not going to be available. There is also a different type of foiling. So in the Japanese, uh, the Japanese draft booster packs, or the draft, I, don't know, I think it's the I think it's the Japanese set booster packs. Uh, 
the foil Japanese alt art archives have got a different type of foiling or a different type of card than the ones that are found in the collector boosters. So essentially there's like four different versions of the cards. You can get foil found in collector boosters, you can get etched foil from collector boosters, you can get non-foil and then you can get foil from Japanese set and draft boosters. Yep. And yeah, I think they're probably going to be the, the most rare or the most expensive, but the the regular printings, like the non-foils, are going to be considerably more rare than your etched foils or your foils that come out of collector's packs. And I think that's why we're seeing stuff like, like Demono Tutor. I was very easily able to sell that for £130. Uh, and yeah, you're just seeing the prices on, on the regular ones are far more expensive than the etched foils and the foils. Which feels like it's strange because the foil is meant to be premium, but the supply of the of the regular one is just far lower, like at least in this part of the world. I feel like it's Wizards MO at this point just to make people's uh, people who sort and sell magic cards just making their lives as difficult as possible. Yeah. <laughs> like there, yeah. there are already four versions of Abundant Harvest, which is a card that isn't legal in any paper constructed format yet. <laughs> Yeah, there are already four <laughs> versions of it, and then obviously we're going to get it in Modern Horizons, and we don't know if it's a rare or not. If it's a rare, it's going to have an extended art and an extended art foil. When you go into Cardmark and click on a card, normally, like normally, when a card's just released, there's like two versions of it, right? Yeah, yeah. and there's already four of those. It's completely <laughs> absurd, uh, and the card isn't even legal yet. <laughs> I mean, it's not even historic, but it's it's not a legal paper magic card yet. Yeah, and there are already yeah. four versions of it. Uh, and I imagine um, that's just going to be a continued trend. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what we're doing? So I guess in in preparation for this episode, so this episode we are going to be talking Modern Horizons 2 yeah. and doing a bit of baseless speculation. So in, in preparation for this, uh, I did go back and listen to our uh, baseless speculation, I guess, episode for Modern Horizons 1 that we did like two oh, years ago at this point. And that was... Uh, that was wild, absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. So, it, uh, it opened up with, with you talking about how how much you love standard and that you were playing mono <laughs> in standard on best best of three arena and loving it. Uh, <laughs> that person is dead now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can confirm. I'm yeah, no longer I, that person. I I apparently hadn't played Magic that week at all. Instead, had re- reinstalled Hearthstone and was was climbing the Hearthstone ladder. Oh yeah, you were Legendary. running Hearthstone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like I got to legendary when we were in um, in GP GP London in that hotel when the fire alarm went off. Oh my god! Do you remember yeah, that? You were, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my that was, god! Uh, that feels that like a lifetime feels like ago. forever ago. Yeah, that, it does. <laughs> we are completely different people now. That's that's absurd. I also Amazing. said that uh, that standard sets were getting stale and boring, and that I hope that changes with War of the Spark. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible how, how prophecy! Wrong. I know. <laughs> just oh. like, uh, I mean, you were right. I, I listen, listen, listen back to that, and I could just, I could just hear the monkey's paw and like uncurling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, what I, have I done? <laughs> I hope standard gets more interesting. <laughs> you, know, you get your I wish. Hope that changes before the spark. Well, it did specifically. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Called that. That's incredible. So yeah, we 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 definitely had a lot of. A lot of things to say, and I, I genuinely think that is that is one of the best episodes that we've done. Like, I know it, it sounds like absurd, some of the things that we might have said in that podcast, like listening back now, but I think like we had some very good discussion, like about cards and legacy and like their rules and legacy and how would that translate into modern at the time. 
again, entirely irrelevant to what modern looks like today and like the way we just sort of describe modern and talking about decks, like some of those decks don't exist anymore. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, so much has changed since it was, it was quite refreshing to sort of go back and, and listen to that. Uh, but yeah, there's some preparation for today's episode. I, I listened back to the the cards that we not necessarily predicted, but but cards that we would have liked to have seen in Modern Horizons One, and we're going to replicate that from Modern Horizons Two in this episode. We're a little bit closer to release this time than we were when we did the last one for Modern Horizons One, but I think we chosen a few cards each week and we're going to talk about but I think we should quickly go back and revisit the cards that we'd selected first time around just to just to kind of dunk in ourselves from the past I think or, yeah. or maybe not or maybe not maybe our takes will be reasonable still maybe I'll pick exactly the same five cards <laughs> <laughs> we'll see I mean you say so that, that, I, was, uh, that was one of the best podcasts we ever did so let's just you know chug on with this what is going to be mediocre dog shit yeah. I imagine by comparison <laughs> yeah it'd be quite possibly quite yeah. possibly so I so I guess this time when when I made up my list, I purposely tried to choose cards that we didn't include last time. Um, mm-hmm. I think there are still, I guess we'll we'll talk about them as we go through them, but I still I still think there are one or two cards that I guess maybe even more I think that would be fine in in modern definitely. But let's let's go through it. So first up, last time we said counterspell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said that would be a good inclusion. Yeah, I stand by that. Yep, I I think I do as well. I would not see any issue with Counterspell on Modern currently, um, especially not like not now like Force of Negation exists as well, like, so if, yeah. if you were ever worried about a turn 2 Counterspell Force of Negation exists, like there are plenty of turn 2 Counterspells that get paid, played already, and then we even got stuff like sort like saw it coming, which yeah. yeah sure you're not counting it on turn 2 but that's a 2 mana Counterspell I mean, y- yeah like a functionally mana leak is uh, a Counterspell often enough that that's I, what you said last time yeah I think <laughs> wow that's okay well I haven't changed that person isn't as dead as I thought um, I, I think it's the same with it's like it's like in Pauper right where Counterspell yeah. doesn't see very much play it's mainly Mana League because it's easier to cast because it's only a single blue yeah but I think that would probably be true of Modern as well like you'd much rather just play a single blue for your Counterspell and have it functionally be Counterspell like 80% of the time yeah than actually play proper Counterspell no, I think that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm still on board with Counterspell. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm very much fully on board with that. Cool. Next up, we had Force of Will. We got it. How do we feel about <laughs> this? Yeah. We got it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I, I think back then we were correct about Force of Will. Like it would be cool to see Force of Will on modern, but now I think that we've already got Force of Negation. I don't think it's needed. Um, I, I, I think it would be, I think it would be obviously better now that we have like force negation. Having force negate access to force negation and force of will is a, is a big step up from just having access to one or the other. Uh, but I don't think a force effect is needed as badly as it was then because we have a we have a perfectly reasonable one now. I think so. I don't think it would break modern. I don't think it would be terrible, but it's not a card that I would want to see included as, as, as much as, as other cards I think at the moment I still want a way to counter Heliod <laughs> yeah, I want a way yeah, to d- deal with that absolute nonsense but yeah, I mean I think if Force 4 was in there I wouldn't be upset about it it's not the, yeah it, that's it like I, I don't think it would be like I don't think it would break anything I don't think it would be bad for the format uh, I, I just 
it's it's not a card that I'm clamoring for currently, but I, I don't sure. think it would be an unreasonable inclusion if it was in this set. Yes. Cool. Next up, we have Wasteland. <laughs> okay. I've changed my mind completely on this one now, now that Renin, Renin 6 is, exists. Uh, I, I don't think we should have Wasteland in a format with Renin 6. Well, yeah, because they, they banned Renin 6 in Legacy because yeah. of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I I don't know. I still think it'd be fine. No, if we didn't have Renin 6 and you weren't able to do the, the, the Turbo Wasteland thing. Um... And I think I think my opinion on a lot of these cards has changed since they're clearly trying to make modern the new legacy. I think yeah. they're going to quietly do away with legacy, um, not actively, but they'll just stop supporting it even more than they, well, I mean they're barely supporting it now. And modern will just be the eternal format, I think, going forward. Yeah, totally. So turning it into legacy light wouldn't surprise me if they just print you know printed forcible wasteland and gave you all the stuff that you can do in legacy that you can't do in modern, but you didn't have jewel lands essentially. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they just like unbanned Preordain, Ponder, and Green Sincere and just made this the eternal format. You just can't play Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we still have a bit of a way to get there until we can get to that. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's sort of the the end goal. I mean, Wasteland is like one of the main differences between modern and Legacy at this point. Most Legacy decks look a lot like modern decks at the moment, yeah. or at least have yeah. banned cards that are banned in modern in them, like Field of Dead and stuff. Like there's, there's a lot of that kind of. Um, all the modern decks have cards that are banned in Legacy in them. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, there's a lot of nonsense going on in, in Legacy that looks a lot like modern at the moment. Yeah. So. But yeah, Wasteland yeah, is I, maybe, maybe not on, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think our, our takes at the time, like given like when we recorded this, I think totally, totally agree with at the time, but I think modern's just changed so much, and especially the printing of Renan 6, I, I would not want to see Wasteland in modern currently. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think it, like if, if you have to have one or the other, like Renan Six or Wasteland, I think I would prefer having Renan Six in the format than Wasteland. Yeah, I do love Two Mana Death Row Shaman. It's very good. I'm a big fan. Very good. <laughs> cool. Uh, next up was one that you suggested that I was strongly opposed to, which is uh, Dark Ritual. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was considering it for this episode. Honestly. <laughs> What's wrong it. with you? <laughs> <laughs> because you, do, I think I imagine my point of a time which you don't have any like black payoffs in modern. Like it's not, it's not. Yeah, but as, you can still. It's it's still <clears> like. And you can't cast Manamorphos off it. I think that was my thing. Like like. Yeah, you can't cast Manamorphos, so you can't storm off of it. But you can still do like. You, you're still gonna have like. Decks like. Like ad nauseum, I guess. Well, like you can you can turn you can turn yeah. one ad nauseum sometimes, which that's not a thing I want to do. Or you can just go like swamp ritual Liliana the Veil, swamp Lit- ritual Liliana the Last Hope. Like on turn one, I think that's too much. Like the decks yeah. that have access to it in Legacy aren't doing that, but it's a very different format. <laughs> yeah, I think With I was giving different decks. Like <laughs> I think I was giving Manamorphos way too much credit when I suggested yeah. Dark Ritual. <laughs> I think there are a lot of more busted things that Dark Ritual could do in modern that I wasn't. I was just thinking about. Yeah, it doesn't have tendrils of agony, so what's the problem? Yeah, um, yeah, it does. Yeah, that yeah. was it. I think th- those those were kind of your arguments. Like, and I was saying like, well, like yeah, sure. Like you can't you can't storm with it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe you could, maybe you could now. Maybe there'd be a way now. You yeah. couldn't storm with it then. Uh, there's no, you know, entomb, grizzlebound, reanimate. Like that's not a thing you can do. But if like you look at like older formats, like I guess like community-driven formats, stuff like um, 
uh, like old school and like pre-modern and stuff and just going like swamp swamp ritual hypnotic spectre on turn one is good enough to win the game in those formats mm. so like swamp ritual Lilian of the veil yeah. might just be good enough for, <laughs> yeah. for modern it's basically just a hippie right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's a very powerful it's hippie. A hippie but far more difficult to kill <laughs> yeah no you get to attack it with creatures you can't do that with a hippie yeah, that's that's true. That's true. You can't you can't you can bolt a hippie. You can't bolt a lily. I mean, you can, but it won't kill it. Anyway, I I fully stand by the yeah. belief that that dark ritual is is too powerful for modern. Did I just did I die on that hill at that point? Did you at any point dissuade me from my absolutely mad opinion? I think I think. I don't. I don't know. I. I mean. I think I managed to talk you down slightly. That's so good. Us, using that like turn one Liliana the Veil thing, but yeah, <laughs> you. You were very adamant that Dark Ritual would be fine. <laughs> well, I was twenty five then. What did I know? Sure. <laughs> uh, next up is another one which which you suggested. I thought it was too good. Well, so I I thought it was kind of conditional, um, and. Yeah, I put a note next to this and saying, Mystic Sanctuary didn't exist yet, so this one's Days. <laughs> uh-huh. Which, so I guess my argument at the time was, like, if you're printing, like, so these, these this is a list of, like, ten cards or whatever that we want to see in the format. I personally don't want to see Counterspell, Force of Will, and Days. I'd take yeah. Counterspell, Force of Will, or Days, but I wouldn't want to see all three of them I think that was very much my argument like Days is a, is a good card I wouldn't be upset if that was in the set but if Force of Will and Counterspell or or I guess maybe if one of the other two is in there as well or I guess if Force of Will itself and Days is in there then that's not a format I want to see I think out of all three of them Days is probably the one that I want at least what? and again Mystic Sanctuary didn't exist and I know yeah. it's is, is it banned in modern now? yeah it is yeah yeah good (laughs) what's uh, what's wild to me is that these predictions I apparently just picked the best cards in Legacy (laughs) yeah we just print those um, yeah, you just, you just pick pick Delver. Like I mean, we, we did go off yeah. about, oh, maybe we could just have like a mono blue Delver deck, like at some point. But yeah, we just picked the best <laughs> cards from Delver. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess we did get Nimble Mongoose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for all the good that's done. Um, yeah, it's weird because like <laughs> we tried to pick just the best cards in Legacy, and then what we actually got was way more broken than, than those things. Really. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Days seems like an odd choice. I guess my argument is was kind of it's bad with shocklands. Um, yeah, you yeah you you literally said that you said oh you, the the islands you get a bounce are going to be shocklands, so you're gonna to have to pay two two to to put them into play, and it's like yeah, I agree. It was a very different world back then. Christ, what an idiot! <laughs> I sometimes I think I'm okay at Magic the Gathering, and then you tell me about things I said two years ago, and it's very apparent that I'm not. No, I, I I think you are still very good at Magic oh, the Gathering. I think you, I think you made some very reasonable arguments as well. Uh, but you also just said some stuff that was wild. <laughs> I'm just stubborn. I think that's the thing. I'm going to make good points. I just keep saying them until you go, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we had a card which which uh, which was from my list, which I feel like my brain is very large for, and that's Flusterstorm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, which I guess is 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 a good call, but technically wasn't in the set. Yeah, all right. If you're going to be a pedant about it, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> um, I mean, 
yeah, stone unplayable Flusterstorm. Yeah, <laughs> I have never cast in a game of modern ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, why yeah. why would you cast this like like historically fantastic like mono blue rare when you can just cast a green uncommon that does more? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, yeah that's the thing. I, I wonder if Flusterstorm would see more play if we didn't have Veda Summer. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I think if. Uh, if like Gitaxian probe still existed as well, if like Mana Morvo still existed, like if 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 you had all of these like I guess decks which were seeing play at the time, uh, then yeah, definitely. I, I think the formats just shifted so much that even if Veil of Summer wasn't a thing, I don't think uh, Flusterstorm would be would be playable. I remember when just that got spoiled and then it went absolutely the price on Flusterstorm went absolutely mad. Yeah, I remember that. It went up to like forty euros on card market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three euros for a flusterstorm now because it, it's not even play, that playable in legacy anymore. Yeah, amazing. But what a gigantic yeah, game we have! I, I, totally. I'm, I'm glad we got that one. We got that one, uh, which was the only one that we did get. Uh, next up, we've got a that was a, it was a package of three cards that you proposed. Oh no! Two of them. Two of them. I'm I'm fine with. I think they oh, would no. be fine. And one of them, I'm absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> but we said some wild things about that as well. So. Okay. This package of cards was uh, Quirion Ranger, uh-huh. Priest of Titania, uh-huh. and Natural Order. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I, yeah. I was very much with you on Quirion Ranger, Priest of Titania, and you, you said, like, like, I wonder how much of, like, Legacy Elves you could just print into Modern, because Gaia's Cradle is the best card in that deck, and obviously they can't reprint that, and mm-hmm. I think that's... That's a that's a probably a reasonable take, and I think it would be good and interesting to see them print natural some more elf order. support. But yeah, oh. natural order was the one that I I put my foot down and was like, no, natural order is far too good. Oh mate, if if natural my order argument, is too now, <laughs> my argument for that was uh, because you can cast a primeval titan on turn three with natural order. <laughs> yeah, that's way too good. It's like you know, it's too good because you can have a prime time and and play on turn three, and it's like well. The world we live in now, there are plenty of ways to get a prime time, prime time and play by turn three. Yeah, you'd probably still, if Natural Order was in modern, you'd probably still play in the prime time decks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like still. Natural Order is is still very much <laughs> far too good for modern, in my opinion. <laughs> but there was like, oh no, it's too good because you can put a prime time into play on turn three, and it's yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah that's a very good thing you can do. But surely there's far more busted things we can do than that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. That was. I mean, <laughs> Priest of Titan is kind of a wild one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Quirion Rage is still kind of wild. Yeah. Is Quirion Rage on the reserve list? I feel like Quirion Rage is on the reserve list. I, I, I don't know. Let's Google like... it. Um, it's not on the reserve list. No. Stranger hasn't had a reprint yet. Well, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll see it pop up. <laughs> Oh god. Okay. What I just I think I think the thing is with with elves is that modern elves looks nothing like legacy elves. Legacy yeah. elves is a combo deck that just happens to be all be elves, but you don't really care about the fact they're elves. Whereas modern elves is putting a bunch of elves into play and caring yeah. about them being elves. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, Ooh, I so next... into it if I'm going to go completely mad. Yeah. So our, our next one uh, is I guess our, our final one really was uh, true name nemesis. Oof. Which, I think we we both at the time at the time, 
I think like you were arguing for it like far more than I was, but I think my so my take on it was that yeah, it's probably fine for the format, but it's just far too unfun for the format. Yeah, what was I on? Who was this person? Are you sure I was on this episode? <laughs> Trunet, why do I want was... Trunet Nemesis? I hate that guy. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Like even then, like again, like in a world where, in a world where we, where you can have Countess Fall and Force Will and Days, maybe Trunet Nemesis isn't so bad. But yeah, I think I I film. I don't know. I think my opinion on it has changed slightly, given the way modern is is these days. I think you have more tools to deal with something like a train name, name nemesis but I, I do still feel that it is probably just too unfun for the format it's it's not a very yeah. fun magic card at all and if we can't have every you know if we can't have fun in, in modern then what can we have <laughs> i do think it I, I do think it's very it's very similar to Renin six in a way in that yeah Renin six is i mean it's, it's it's powerful in modern but i don't think it's too good for modern because of the the context of the format but it's too good for Legacy. I think Trino Nemesis is probably... Yeah, it's not too good for Legacy, but it's playable in Legacy. I don't think it'd be that good in Modern. You just make a 3-1 and you're that, That's it. I, I think... Yeah, that's it. I think this is kind of what we argued Cause there's no... last time. Like, I, th- I think for, for power level purposes, I don't think it's too powerful. I think it's fine. But I just think it's too... It's too not fun. Did we have Stoneforge Mystic at the time? Uh, no, it was banned It was banned in Modern. Still, still banned in Modern at the time? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe it's maybe like Blue White Stoneblade with Trina Nemesis would be a little bit good for modern now. But the main reason Trina Nemesis was so good is because you had so much resource denial that you yeah. probably couldn't do anything that was better than Trina Nemesis and you just died to the Trina. Whereas modern, you don't really have that resource denial, so you're not just going to yeah. die to a Trina. But if, <laughs> yeah, you get to slap a Sophia or a Batskull on it, then yeah, probably. probably yeah, that's that's a good I, I don't know. I, I, that's it. I, think, I think power level, I think it's probably. It's probably not too bad. I think there are plenty of things which are as powerful or even more powerful than Trinity Nemesis, but I just I just think it's it's unfun and I definitely stand by that. I think yeah. like Trinity Nemesis like talking about True Nemesis going into modern like now in a world where Plague Engineer exists, yeah. we have a completely different perspective on what True Nemesis is and could be, uh, than we did when we recorded it last time. So I think you you were batting for it quite hard, but I, I, I think my argument at the time was like, I think it, I think it's fine power level wise, but it reminds me of like Leovold and that it would just not be a fun inclusion in that format at all. Yeah, it feels more like it's more like Narset, not like Narset than than I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, of a card that I could compare it to. Like it feels more like a Narset than a Prime Time. Like it's not like a, like an unbeatable creature, but it just feels awful to play against. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, that's a weird one. I don't think I would make the same argument today. Sure. Well, Narset, yeah, Narset's miserable to play against, right? Yeah, well, this was before Narset, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is long before Narset. This is just, this is a different game we're discussing. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I can't... It's, yeah, it's a whole different world. Yeah, I can't make the same arguments Ex- for... Ixalan was still in standard. Yeah, I can't make the same arguments for Wastelanders as I can today. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's a completely different <laughs> format. It's It's a totally different world. It's just not the same. And then I guess we have we have one last uh, tinfoil hat theory that I threw out there because obviously at the time, at the time it was probably I guess like peak like Wizards of the Coast. We demand you reprint Fetchlands now. Why aren't you reprinting Fetchlands? It, it was the kind of peak 
peak noise levels of, the, of that chatter going on. Sure. So my tinfoil hat call for the set was that we were going to have a new cycle of fetch lands, where they were just going to reprint the fetch lands but give them different names, like Tolding Scorn and Diluted Pelter. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. And it, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. I mean, you didn't like it at the time, but. <laughs> oh, I know. I love that. It's great. Just, that's just... that's something that we did not did not see happen. Wow. Oh, yeah. I think one of the calls at the time as well that the Germany people were talking about was like single, uh, single land fetchlands. Yeah. So yeah. fetchlands that could just fetch islands, but they could obviously fetch jewels. Hmm. And then we got prismatic vista instead, which arguably is better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I agree definitely. And yeah, we had. Um, I guess we, we didn't really make a prediction or anything, but we did talk about basic lands. Um, and I said I thought it'd be really cool if it had full art lands or if it had snow lands. And you said, oh, it'll probably just have like maybe interesting basics, like like Battle Bond did. Wow, you were right. I mean, yeah. You called it I exactly. Was, I mean, kind of. It's kind of right, but also wrong because it. Sure. Yes, it had full out lands, and yes, it had snow lands, but they were both rather than, rather than one separately. Other, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I tell you, what, you still count that as a win. So what we've learned is yeah. that you're a lot smarter than I am. I don't know about Which that. We, we already knew that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know about that. But yeah, I, I think listening back to that episode was was definitely an experience. And, and you're right; it it really felt like we were talking about a completely different game. Yeah, as to what magic looks like That's... now. Oh, man, imagine. Imagine just going back to that time and not knowing what Teferi Time Reveler was. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> not knowing what Oko was. What a great time to be alive. Oh, well. No Questing Beast, no Uro. Hey, hey, no hey. Leave Questing Beast alone. No... Questing Beast is a perfectly fine card. It just says oh, a lot it's of not. It's, it's, yeah, it says too many words. It's, it just says, <laughs> that's the thing. People like will complain about it. It's got so many words on it. It doesn't do much. It just attacks you for four and kills your busted three-mana Planeswalker. Sorry. It's not too and also good. Makes, also makes combat damage. Yeah, but um, you also unpreventable. Sure, but you can't. You, <laughs> no way you can compare Comet Questing Beast to Uro. That's <laughs> such a ridiculous yeah. comparison. <laughs> it's certainly not. No, it, yeah, it's not as bad as Uro, but it's. I mean, in terms of, in terms of standard, it's it's certainly it fits felt a, it fits ridiculous a similar at times. Design philosophy. I'll give you that, but yeah. Jesus Christ, you cannot say Questing Beast <laughs> anyway in the same sentence as Uro. Sure. Wild. Sure. Okay. Cool, so I guess with that out of the way, let's move on to our predictions for this time. And yeah, I, I'm yeah. really looking forward to this. So do you want to go first, or, or should yeah, I go first? I'll I go guess, first. I guess, yeah, you go first. I, I've got seven on my list here, because I think we, we're going to go for five each. Uh, but I've, I've got seven, so we can yeah. we can talk about extras if we have stuff that crosses over. Yeah. We haven't discussed these lists prior to this. Yeah, I want your... But yeah, uh, go ahead when you're, when you're ready. I want your like, gut reaction hot take. Awesome. Um... So the first one does have to come with a caveat, I guess. <laughs> this is the kind Here of go. this is a card that could that would probably require some kind of ban. Um, yeah. But I my first card is Recruiter of the Guard. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that pregnant pause you had there. Um, so Recruiter of the Guard is like a fine card in Legacy. Yeah. It's basically only playable in uh, Death and Taxes and like your Alluren piles. Yeah. Alluren piles. Um. And you probably have to do something about the Heliod deck. Yeah, because possibly. Because this finds... Because um, it finds Walking Ballista. Yeah. Which I think it did in Legacy for a while. It's just finding your removal spell in Walking Ballista. But it finds half of the combo. It doesn't find the other half. Uh, it would also find uh, Devoted Druid or Vizier of Remedies. If you wanted to yeah. go back to, to that version of, of Green White combo. Um, 
but I think it's just a fine card that it's just white card advantage. And I, I think, yeah, you might have to do something about the Heliod deck in some kind of way because it probably be, yeah. because it's it's already probably the best deck in modern at this point. And you, this is probably make push it a little bit over the edge if you just have a way to, um, another way to shoot for for cards in that deck. But I like yeah, it as like quite a, possibly. As like a yeah, I think card. given the way they tend to treat combo decks, or at least I have done recently, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that deck taking a hit like sometime soon anyway. So yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, I just think it would give a little bit of an edge to the Death and Taxes style decks. Yeah. And I, I just I think we're sort of lacking a, a cool toolbox deck in modern. Yeah, totally. Like the Court of Calling decks and, and Elders Revolution decks have just sort of fallen off a cliff because they're just they're not good enough. And I think this is yeah. just just efficient enough to, to to bring some life into that kind of strategy. Which is kind of what I, I want for modern. I want other strategies to be viable that aren't just like balls to the wall combo decks or control. Yeah, totally. So yeah, totally. recruiter guard. I think would probably require some kind of ban somewhere, but I think that's that's also fine. I, I I think my philosophy, especially since we last talked about you know modern horizons predictions, has changed a lot. And like I'd rather yeah. than just do something that is is fun and interesting and just deal with it than not bite the bullet and print something like recruiter guard. Yeah, totally. Cool. I think it'd be okay. great. Cool. What's your first one? My first one. This is why there was a pause. It's Imperial Recruiter. <laughs> nice. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so very much similar reasons to you. Uh, I went for Imperial Recruiter over Recruiter of the Guard, specifically because it would be a bit more difficult to play in the, the Heliod deck. Uh, yeah, I'd be in red rather yeah. rather than white. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, again, a very, very good card. It's With it being red, it's a bit more, more niche and a bit more difficult to, to fit into your traditional sort of toolbox-style decks, I guess. Uh, but I think I'm... I'm of the mindset that I'd rather they reprint this this good card that takes a little bit of work to to get going than, than print something which could just improve a, a deck that's already very good or uh, or just you know slide into into decks that are already like reasonable toolbox decks and, and, and just, just maybe break something. I think it would be more difficult to, to break a deck with Imperial Recruiter than it would for Recruiter of the Guard. Uh, and they're also not going to unban Splinter Twin ever, so we don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I think this, that, that's the thing. I think this would be cool in, in like a you, you do the the cube thing with Kiki, right? Yeah, yeah, that 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 is yeah. That's another thing that you can do if they, if we did want to, if you did want to do a Splinter Twin style deck, like you could you could just do that with Imperial Recruiter. Go get Kiki Jiki, copy the. Uh, the recruiter of the Kikijiki, and then you can get your your Pestamite or whatever you, you're going to use to combo off. But I feel I think it's yeah, you said it, it's it's the cube thing. That's something that you do in cube where you have far less consistency than you have done in modern. Uh, they're clearly not going to unban twin. I, I think doing the Imperial recruiter Kikijiki dance is uh, far less efficient than twin. So I, yeah. I think it would be fine. I think it would be the level where you could have a twin style deck in the format like that, but it just it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be Splinter Twin as it was. Yeah, I mean, it's like glacially slow, right? Yeah. Like, recruit it, find Kiki, cast Kiki, then do it, and then hopefully yeah. still you know, have the mana for your Pestamite here to see Rexark. Uh, yeah, I, I think that'd be, that'd, be, that'd be fine. I mean, we've clearly both come at it from the yeah. similar angle that we want this kind of effect in modern. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think... And the, I, think, I think it's that. It's, it's, I think... These cards are, I guess, both the cards are, are good cards, and they are cards that 
would be cool to have that effect in modern and also there i think the, the price of the card was something that i took into consideration as well and i thought it would it's a card that could do with a reprint um and yeah i think this is a good place to reprint a card like that yes okay my next one <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I, was, I was writing notes for this one and thinking about cards to put in and I picked this one I was like yeah I'm a genius and then as I've just been sitting staring at the card uh, as I've been sitting staring at this card I've realised that maybe I'm an idiot okay <laughs> so my next card is exploration <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're just banned Uro <laughs> yeah but the, the exploration doesn't draw cards again you know <laughs> so I think it might be ugh, it's a, so we should have it because it's a strictly worse Uro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Sure, sure. I think um, maybe it's a little bit too good for like your ambient decks. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, yeah. it's, it's an, inter- an interesting effect. I also I was also trying to like tie in the fact that we know we're getting fetch lands because it, it yeah, feels like yeah. it's weird for them to. But I mean, put a reprint in a you know a, an already modern legal reprint in a master set in a in a modern horizon set. Um, because the only non. Non, not already legal in modern reprint we got last time was the Snowlands, and they were tied in because there was a snow theme. So I was trying to think of yeah, cards yeah. that would like go along with the Fetchlands and make it make, make it make sense that the Fetchlands would be in there. I mean, there were forty-one mechanics in the previous <laughs> modern yeah. Horizon set, yeah. so I, I I don't think it matters so much. <clears throat> sure, um, but yeah, I think Exploration would be a fun card to put into the format. Outside of Amulet, <laughs> so it would it would make for an interesting card, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think I again, like, do we want exploration in a world with Rendon Six? Like, I know you might want that personally, but oh hell I, yeah, I don't I don't know how healthy that is for the format. Um, it's probably not much less healthy than Dry Deep and Grove. Yeah, true, true. It's the thing we we already have exploration effects. We just don't have literally one mana exploration, and the other exploration effects have upsides. Yeah. By either putting more than one extra land into play or fixing the rest of your lands and turning them into, you know, being a chromatic lantern. Thinking, like, is is there a way you can play this in Tron? Probably. Like, probably. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, yeah, with this thing, like. Because you got it, because I guess that, like, all the Tron lands, uh, I guess the, the cards, like, like I guess uh, the green card in, in Tron. To help you find the lands and exploration doesn't do that. It, it's it's just kind of a bit win win faster slash win more in, in Tron really. But it would yeah. be good if you could if you could play it. But I, I don't know. Yeah, you just build a, a deck around it, and I don't think there's anything like again outside of amulets. Doesn't matter. My first one yeah. was recruit the yeah. guard, where I said you'd have to ban <laughs> something out of Heliod. This is exploration, where I said you'd have to probably ban something out of Amulet Titan. But I think it's it's an engine card that it's it's interesting to build around, and based yeah. on based on Modern Horizons 1, that's the kind of thing they're going for. Like, we had Astral Drift, which was terrible and didn't do anything, but that's the kind of card they're going for. And we know they're not afraid to print, you know, exploration style effects Yeah. In, into Modern, and, and just have them be there. And So having the most efficient one, I don't think is too much of a stretch. It's interesting, definitely. And maybe definitely it like, interesting. makes a non-dredge loam deck good. <laughs> yeah, like, it's. I think it's one of those cards that yeah, you obviously have the have the the caveat of like the amulet decks. I think because that deck comes to mind sort of straight away, 
that makes me think it's a bit too absurd but but yeah the more i think about it like maybe not maybe it's just i think maybe yeah maybe that is one that i, I would rather i'd rather them i'd rather see them just do it to see what it's like and if it's if it's broken then ban it then yep. then not do it at all probably and i think with cards like specifically expiration it's a desirable reprint like obviously it was only just in in double masters it's um is field of the dead legal and modern no that's the thing it's banned. cool okay that's yeah yeah good, good so like the only problem really would be an amulet deck yeah um where you already have secure tribe scout which is just this but a turn slower and i mean it's fragile right and dies and stuff but yeah, I mean, yeah. So it just got a reprint in Double Masters, but it's still like a, a twelve, thirteen pound card. Yeah, and it, even if you, it's like the um, Ultra Dimension thing. It's a vaguely desirable reprint. This kills the price on it a little bit, and then oh, it was too, it was too good. So we'll ban the things around it that make it too good. But you yeah. still get the benefit of putting more explorations into into the market. So I think that's fine. Yeah. Like it's it's. No one's ever, even if they ban exploration in modern, no one's gonna be upset to open this in a booster pack. Yeah, I, I think you, I think you might be right. Nice, that's what I want to hear. See who is the modest podcast. Cool. Yeah. So exploration. What's your, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is Council's Judgment. Yeah. Yeah, I just, just think it's a very, very good card. Uh, it's, it's a card that I always love seeing in supplementary sets. Uh, I don't think modern is crying out for this kind of. Uh, I guess this 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 spell in particular, but I think it's it's very flexible. Like the fact that it can just deal with anything, uh, and yeah, I just think it's a very good card. I think I love it. It's not busted. It's not broken. It's just a very very good bit of a remo- bit of removal that is. I guess like looking at it now is is possibly even just a little bit too overcosted for modern. Yeah, I think so. I mean it. it... It's mainly good in Legacy because of Truna Nemesis. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just a, a hard answer to Truna Nemesis, and then it's kind of good against like killing Jason Mind Sculptors and stuff. Yeah, but which it would be would mean modern as well now. Like yeah. it would be good against Jason Mind Sculptor in modern. It'd be good against Colin Liberated. I think there's there's some decks where like they play. I guess decks that play you know good creatures and also very good Planeswalkers. I think it's, it's good against those decks because of its flexibility. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just think it's a good card that I love. Yeah, just I mean, just having the, the ability to answer like massive threats like that, like Khans, Ugans, Unamogs, like just having a card that could definitely answer all those cards is is yeah. probably a thing that Modern really wants. It's it's one it's one that I would see as more of a sideboard card and like a safe inclusion to Modern rather than anything that's going to drastically sh- shake anything up or anything. Yeah, just kind of kind of like a like a nice sort of extra answer, which uh, I think was was I guess my thinking behind Flusterstorm last time as well. Yeah. Yeah, just, no, I, I like this that. Is, a lot. This is this is a card that would just be a bit of a nice inclusion, and yeah. I feel like it's one of those cards where you can just reprint it, and it's always going to hold a, a reasonable amount of value, and yeah. it's just a good card. No, I, I agree. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. That's good. That's a good shout. Cool. Sweet. Uh, my next one. Shardus agent. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I, I just don't think it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could safely print it in the modern. It just wouldn't be that good. You can't Tybalt into it now, can you? So well, exactly. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it. The, the best thing you can do, really, is you know, outside of just casting a, a two or one mana spell, is um, ancestral ancestral vision, vision, which I guess is a zero mana spell. Yeah, but again, that's kind of fine. Yeah, we've seen that ancestral vision when it's just being suspended in modern is terrible, and no one <laughs> wants to do that anymore. 
and cast from like an ice retold or something like it's just yeah, yeah even that's like doesn't do anything good. yeah so casting a three mana two two that also casts your ancestral vision is probably fine yeah i think i think it's just it's just okay enough and maybe it makes time okay again <laughs> maybe it makes time a more playable card uh yeah i mean the only potential consideration is that you know it just bolsters the uh the death shadow piles yeah but then you can't play lurus as a companion so yeah that makes it a, con- a consideration whether you want to play this or Lurus, which Lurus is just sort of the build at the moment. Better in every single way. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> I think I think it's, that's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of okay with them, them printing cards that probably should have been in modern this entire time, or well, maybe yeah. too good for modern at a certain point, and now we're just terrible. And now you can just you can have them if you want. Yeah, they're not like like Flusterstorm. Yeah, it's going to break modern. Oh no, it's it's bad. Great. Okay, <laughs> I think that's fine. I think this is the kind of card you can you can print into, and it you know it's not going to do anything. That um, that the Cascade decks aren't already doing. Yeah, totally. Like, but Red Elf's mainly good because it bolts them, because <laughs> <laughs> it immediately comes in and attacks for three. This is just a two-two, and you can't cast like Liliana of the Veil off it or whatever. Yeah, I I think it's. I mean, I guess you could you could run and six it from it, but. Oh no! I really want. <sighs> yeah. Team of Control Even... with this. Could be quite cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and okay, it's, yeah. It's still... yeah, maybe maybe I do want Shardless Agent, yeah. Yeah, and it's just entirely fair magic. Yeah. And it's probably not any more busted than any of the other combo decks running around. I, th- I think a lot of my things are like cards that pale in comparison to the current metagame of modern, where it's just combo decks and control decks. And that's basically all you can play. Yeah. So if like... like Shardless Agent, then. It's if you like, think of everything else that we've had in this format. With that exact mana cost, like yeah, exactly, <laughs> shardless agent just it just does not it does not compare to those things in any way at all. And yeah, yeah exactly. I, I think shardless agent would be cool. Yeah, I would like to see it in the set definitely. Yeah, I, I'm I would I would be a big fan of of shardless agent. Cool. My next one. Yeah. Cool. So my next one is very much along the same lines, and you would probably I mean yeah you you would quite probably just play it in the same deck. It's baleful strix. That's one of mine. Hey, yeah, you knew there'd be some crossover. Yeah, yeah, uh, very much the same thing. Like, why, why it wasn't in Strixhaven? I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think I don't think a two mana, a two mana, two different coloured mana, one one, flying with Death Touch that draws a card when it is a battlefield is too good for standard at all. Yeah, uh, it's certainly certainly not too good for modern. Uh, I. I just love the card. It's one of my favorite magic cards of all time. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just amazing, and I don't think it's even very good. Especially, wouldn't be very good in modern. It's just worse than Ice Sand Coil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Doesn't even have flash. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, I This is the reason I was going to pick it. I just I think it's a perfectly reasonable card. It it's bad. <laughs> it it's just a thing you could do in Grixis Control if you want, but you'd probably rather be casting a like a Croxer. On turn two, yeah, or, or something like that. And, uh, yeah, I don't. Hey, yeah, there you go. Powerful. You can shardless agent into a croc, so that's the thing you could do, or shardless agent into an ice fan quarter. Yeah, shardless agent into an ice fan quarter is probably what I'd do. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, I just baleful strix is just it's just worse ice because we were t- you know it was going around that maybe we'd get baleful strix in modern horizons one, 
and then we yep. got a much better version of it that I thought was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> never let me forget that I thought I, I sang what was bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll never, I'll never. <laughs> no, we spent a good fifteen minutes arguing about um, why I thought it was just a good card, and you were like, uh, "No, it's awful." <laughs> again, I'm just an idiot. Um, yeah, having having a version that's you know ninety percent of the time worse than Ice Van Quattle is uh, it's just a fine thing to have in the format, and I I would welcome the little the little bird. Yeah, definitely. I mean, th- there might be something where you can do some artifact shenanigans with it because it's an artifact. Like, yeah. uh, like maybe like 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 a Wurza deck will want it for some reason, or like it can be a sideboard player in a Wurza deck, or. Or just yeah, some sort of like, I guess probably very similar, Thopter Sword deck would want a copy of it. I, I, I don't know. Somebody yeah. who's far more, far more yeah. cleverer than me will, will be able to figure it out. But I just think it's a fantastic. <laughs> I can do that one I again. Think I think it's a fantastic card. I love it, and I just want somewhere I can play my secret layer versions because they're lush. Yeah, they are really nice. I think. I think that's that's where it would be played. Like you just occasionally you'd sack it to your top to foundry, yeah, and it would just be a perfectly fine card in that deck, and you could work for it if you wanted to. Yeah, I think that's that's. It has some marginal upsides over Ice Quattle, but mainly downsides. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we agree on that one. Cool. Uh, my next one. Uh, carpet of flowers. Ooh, nice. Please give me carpet of flowers. I mean, main, mainly because I mean... it needs a goddamn reprint. So yeah, for a reprint alone, I would uh, I would love that. So they're like they're like a couple of good things. The, the 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 two things that Modern Horizons does is acts as a very good reprint avenue. Yeah, and also introduces cards to modern. But I think <laughs> that first reason is probably takes precedent over reason two. Um, and Carpet Flowers would would just be a fine card. Like occasionally, he's playing Legacy sideboards. Though there aren't that many blue decks in in modern that play a lot of islands. Yeah. So maybe Carpet Flowers wouldn't wouldn't proc that often. But it, it's just a fine card, and also it need, needs a reprint. The only reprint it's ever had is a Mystery Booster, and yeah. it's still like a fifteen pound card. <laughs> like it it just needs a reprint. Um, and also it would be more than fine in modern, just as a way for, yeah. for like fair green decks to 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 beat up on. Nothing. I, I those agree. fair blue decks don't exist. <laughs> Definitely, like very much so. I think like we've like we've talked about, I guess, briefly in, in previous episodes. Like something like uh, like Rhystic Study would be a very good yeah uh, inclusion just to put in the set. Like on the basis that it's most likely not going to see any play in modern and will not be great or powerful in that format, but it could really do for reprint. This is a nice place to put it. I think Carpet of Flowers fills that space as well. I think like. Not the most impactful card in the world, but it, it could do with a reprint, and this is going to be a nice place if you want to keep, you know, if you want to keep putting it in stuff like Mystery Booster or maybe Commander decks in the future. Stick it in here, bring the price down. I, I think it would be a good, good inclusion, definitely. Yeah, and occasionally it'll see some play. Yeah, like you, you put it in here, but most of the green decks are combo decks anyway, so you probably wouldn't care about having access to it. Yeah, but yeah just reprint it, <laughs> please. Just reprint uh, Carpet of Flowers. It's it's far too expensive for what it is. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Sweet. Cool. So this next one is uh is is potentially a bit wild coming from me, I think. Uh-huh. Uh I'm gonna go with Allosaurus Shepherd. Oh good lord. Yeah. So Allosaurus Shepherd is a is a fairly I was gonna say like fairly new card, but I 
still not convinced it, it, it was actually released because I didn't see any jump start ever. Like <laughs> we we have uh, we have four copies in stock at manlink.com and you can get five percent off if you use the, the code HOFD five. Cool. It'll only cost you seven hundred pounds or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they are very expensive. But we have copies yeah. if you'd like to buy them. So I, I think I think this this one was one I was thinking of when we were when I was listening back to that episode we did for the previous Modern Horizon set mm. when we got talking about elves and modern elves and like what's a way to make modern elves better without like you know, breaking it by printing like natural order or something and I think Alasaur Shepherd could be it I think it would be a, a, a good card for that deck um, mm-hmm. it sees a lot of play in historic and arena so that was the other place I was thinking of. Um, you, the the El, like the Coco Elves decks in in uh, in historic are, are pretty good. Uh, a lot of those cards are modern legal already. I think the ones that aren't would be a bit too good because I think just putting the historic deck over into modern would be too much because I think it wins on turn four like far too consistently. But I think Alasaur Shepherd would be a, a good card that you could print for that deck that would make it better. But I, I don't think it would be broken. And it is a card that that just massively, massively really needs a, a reprint. Yeah. Despite being released allegedly <laughs> in the past twelve months. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a four of in in every Legacy Elves deck. Yeah. It's just it's just a good one drop. Um, yeah. And it, you know I think it it would have some applications outside of uh, outside of Elves. Yeah. I think it, it would just act as a cavern of souls a lot of the time. Yeah, like you play this and then play your primeval titan and can't be countered. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it's probably a reasonable. I mean, yeah, the main thing is the reprint thing, right? Yeah, definitely. Most yeah, the main cards. thing is the reprint thing, definitely. But I, I think it would. Yeah, I think it would be reasonable in 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 an elf deck. And yeah, you're right, sometimes that green spells you control can't be countered. Text is going to come into play definitely. But like, it's a one-one. Like, there are so many ways to kill a one-one in the format. It's not just yeah. like having a cavern of souls or having like an enchantment that says oh, your spells can't be counted or whatever because or yeah. if this had like hexproof as well like it doesn't like it can be very easily killed and yeah i think like left unchecked it's a powerful card i, I think this is a very good card i think the, the biggest thing that i would have going against it is is the fact that it was printed within the past 12 months but you know we, we've seen like uh, abundant harvest being in in mystical archives and then being in modern horizons as well, uh, I, I don't see why. Why not? Uh, yeah. I, I we saw stuff like the like the time spiral, um, time spiral remastered, time shifted card on like the list sheet as well for a previous set. So like, I don't see why they couldn't print something and then quickly reprint it later in a supplementary product. Well, they definitely knew that Alasaur Shepherd was going to be a card while they were. Finalizing the list for Modern Horizons two, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I think you know it's, it's a case of maybe they just print Alasaur Shepherd in in Jumpstart, test it out in Historic, see how it does. Maybe that's you know, see how how it would do in Modern, and that's that's your beta, yeah. beta testing for Alasaur Shepherd. <laughs> and you can always pull it and put Tree of Perdition in there if uh, if that green myth is yeah. too good. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah, I I think that's a that's a reasonable call. And again, like I'd rather than push it and just do something that's you know. A very powerful card, and just you know, sure we we got it wrong and put and we just pump the brakes on it because that's what they yes. do. And Magic still had its best financial year ever in twenty twenty, despite them doing that yeah. all the time. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's yeah, like I said, like it, it's a one one. Like there's a, 
most decks can deal with it easily. It's a 1-1 with no protection. Most decks can deal with it very easily, and then, you know, it's a world where Plague Engineer exists, and if Allosaurus Shepherd becomes it becomes a quantity where Elves decks you know, can be a thing, then we're going to see a resurgence of Plague Engineer. We'll see more Plague Engineers, and then the card won't even be that good. Uh, you, you know, Mono Red has answers. Mono Red can play Goblin Chain Weller, and that deals with, with all the Elves nicely. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think just think it would be a very good card, and again, this is this is kind of the this is this is the place where you reprint something like this, because um, because of the price, because they're well aware, like they can't they can't legally acknowledge the individual price of Alasaur Shepherd and say we're going to make pricing decisions on our product based on the individual price of this card as it stands in the secondary market currently. But they can and do acknowledge that the secondary market exists, and this card is a desirable card. That's about as far as they can go. Yeah. So they're they're very well aware, and I think that you know they know it's an expensive card. Without looking at numbers, you can say, well, this is an expensive card. We can only print this in so many places, and I think printing printing this in in this sort of higher priced entrenched player sort of premium product space is the right place for this like they can't stick it in a commander deck if they do jumpstart two they can probably never put it in there because the price is ridiculous so i think yeah i think this is the ideal place to put it yeah and i think that that informs my other my other call for for a reprint in the set i mean those are my, those are my five that i'd want for like you know yeah. modern inclusion but I think, like you said with Rhystic Study, this is a great place to print Cabal Coffers, yeah. which hasn't yeah. had a reprint for nine years. Yeah. I think, because that wouldn't do anything in modern. And if you manage to make it work in modern, I think you should be allowed to do it. I think if you manage to make Cabal Coffers broken in modern, that should be fine. Uh, and it's, it's just a card that's just, just getting exponentially more expensive and needs a reprint. And this is the kind of premium product where you're charging, you know, £10 for a booster pack. Yeah. That you can put that kind of card. They're scared of putting those cards in Commander Deck or anything like that, but they can put them here. Yeah, definitely. And you just need to reprint. It's similar with Carpet Flowers. Like I think the main driving factor for that is it needs a reprint and would be kind of yeah. okay. But yeah, uh, Offers Risk Study be excellent places to put them because they're just too expensive for cards that basically every Commander player needs. Yeah, I, absolutely, absolutely. And again, I, I think that's a good call and a reasonable call for this set. Like. Cabal Stronghold doesn't see any play in modern, and yep. it's arguably better. Like it taps for mana. Cabal Coffers doesn't tap for mana. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there's not a world. I don't know. I feel like there's just not a world where I'd rather play Cabal Coffers than Cabal Stronghold in modern specifically. If you know, we're doing commander stuff, then yeah. I mean, I guess like Urborg is a card, but. Yeah, I don't think Kowal Coffers would be modern playable, but it absolutely needs a reprint, and you're right, this is another place where they can put it. Wait for the train. Yeah, and again, if if you, if it ended up being somehow way too good in modern, again, you just ban it, and it still sells boost packs. Yeah. You're, you're still able to say this is the... this, this is still worth money. <laughs> Crack open a Kowal Coffers. It's the same thing, like, you know, it's similar thing with Mana Crypt. Mana Crypt still sells packs despite the fact that it's banned everywhere apart from Commander. Yeah. There is there is no reason that you'd want to own a Mana Crypt outside of Commander, and that's why you open a bunch of boost packs that contain Mana Crypts. 
So you yeah. can do the same thing here. That, that, that would still sell products. Yeah, I fully, fully agree. Yeah, it would be good. I would really like to see it included in the set. It'd be, it'd be fantastic, I think. Fantastic call. Yeah. Cool. So I guess time for my, my final one. And I, I mean, I've got a couple of options uh, from my, obviously my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want something something ridiculous or something that's never going to happen? <laughs> I, think, I think so. Something ridiculous that isn't necessarily broken that could probably see a bit of play or something that's just never going to happen. Because I of want both. one specific line of text. You want both. I All right, let's go both. for both then. Yeah. Let's track it out a bit. Let's go for both. Okay, so first up, uh, we have Teferi's Protection. Okay. Two and a white for an instant. Till your next turn, your life total can't change, and your protection from everything or permanence you control phase out. Exile Teferi's Protection. I bought one of those today. Yeah, uh, I, I think this is another sort of similar card where it's it's not going to be doing anything broken. Like, unless somebody can figure something stupid out, which I, I doubt they will, given the modern card pool. Like, this isn't going to be doing anything broken in modern. Like, this isn't necessarily even going to be doing anything good in modern. But this is one of those cards that they could just reprint over and over and over, and they have done recently, and it's always going to retain a good price mm-hmm. because commander players will want this because it's a very good card in commander. Yeah. I, that that will sell any product that it's in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just been reprinted in Muscle Archives and it's still, you know, 20 quid. Yeah. It, it'll always it'll always move product. And it, like I said, it's a card that everyone wants. I mean, it's the same, you know, Ristic Study, Kabarkov, it's just, you can't print those cards enough. Yeah, I think there's, there's, you know, there's a world where you, you could probably slip one of these in a in a blue-white slash Jeskai slash Esper control sideboard. Yeah, just as a fog. Pop some shenanigans. Just yeah, just as, as like a fog effect. Definitely. Like, there's, there's definitely a world where non-zero of these get played, but I don't think like again coming at it from from the point of view that I, I don't think this is gonna break or or radically shift modern at all. But this is just a very good a good avenue to reprint this card. Yeah. Which is is like like a, just a bunch of cards at the moment. I think like stuff like like Dublin season or like Blood Moon or. And just anything, like anything that can see a good amount of play in Commander, you can just print it until the end of time, and you're never really going to lose money on those cards ever. Yeah, it's it's just a it, it would be a good card to put in, and you already have Angel's Grace, yeah, which only sees play in one very specific deck, and doesn't it isn't just like a, a casual flog, and uh, yeah. I think a three mana casual flog would be way too slow for modern. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. yeah. No one's tried to pick it up in Legacy or anything as like a one-off in in, in their miracle yeah, decks or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think the the most. I mean, you can do busted things with it in Vintage um, and Legacy. The City of Solitude deck's legal in Legacy, isn't it? I have no idea. So there's an Infinite Turns deck in Legacy with Teferi's Protection uh, and City of Solitude. Where you phase out until your next turn, and then you give your opponent. Inf- yeah, it is. It's in legacy. Um, so it play. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I just looked at the, the name. I looked up the deck quickly. Uh, the deck is listed on Tapped Out as Teferi Stinky Fart. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's the it's the combo of Teferi's Protection, Lethal Vapors, and City of Solitude. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, City of Solitude, each player may play spells and abilities during uh, only during their turn. 
Uh, Teferi's protection does what I said a minute ago, and Lethal Vapors is 2 black black for an enchantment. When a creature comes into play, destroy it. You can pay 0, destroy Lethal Vapors, you skip your next turn, any player may play this ability. And it's got a core after the 0, so you just you take infinite turns, uh, you line up your... You have your City Solitude on, on the battlefield, you have your Lethal Vapors on the battlefield, you uh, take infinite turns and cast Teferi's protection, and your opponent can just... Just takes infinite turns and you don't phase back in because you phase you phase back in at the beginning of your next turn, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And you skip your next turn. That yeah. sounds <laughs> very bad. <laughs> uh, it's I mean it's one of those decks that in in the right hands consistently five O's, uh, but if you are you know if you're not one of the best Magic players in the world, then it's not going to be a very good deck for you. Sure. But yeah, that's that's something you can do in Legacy. Obviously, you cannot do that in Modern. So I don't think we're going to get that in. <laughs> we're not going to get Teferi's Stinky Fart in Modern. I would be surprised. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. Cool. So that was my uh, that was my not so wild one. Uh, do you want to get my wild one? Yeah. Uh, my wild one is uh, Yuriko the Tiger's Shadow. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it happens at all because it has the the text commander nin- ninjutsu and i don't think that's something that they would print into this set something that specifically references commander mm-hmm. uh but i i absolutely love the legacy ninjas deck and i would love to see a ninja style deck in modern uh, i think to make that work you, you need yuriko uh, and i think it'd be really cool i just think it's an absolutely fantastic card i love it but I don't think I think it's a card that I would love to see in this set. But I don't think in a million years that it gets printed, unfortunately. You'd also need retrofit foundry, right? I mean, you don't need it. It it it's very good in the deck, yeah. But you you don't need it in that deck. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, you you do. Yeah, I guess you do in the legacy one. But if you're trying to build like a like a good modern ninjas deck, I think you could get by without retrofit foundry. Yeah. Do they? Are they really going to care about having Commander Ninjutsu on there? I mean, probably. I can't imagine... I just... I can't imagine they would print... I mean... I I mean, they can. Like, they absolutely can reprint cards. Like, they can print cards that's, like, specified Commander on there, but I just can't imagine they would. Yeah. This is, you know, that's something that I've, I've said now that I'll, I'll listen back to in a year's time and be like, wow, I was stupid. And naive. Like, <laughs> that's why we record these podcasts. Yeah. We don't care about anyone else listening to them, it's just so we can go back for posterity and realise we're just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, because I think because it says Command and Ninjutsu and specifically references the Command Zone on the card, I, I don't think they would put it in the set, but it's a card that I love and I, I think it would be a cool card to have in Modern. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I think our our, our uh, predictions have been a little more reserved this time. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think because we have expectations this time. Or like previously, we had no expectations when we made the call last time. We saw two cards in the set. We saw Sarah and and uh, Cabal Therapist, and we're <laughs> like, I think we we got Sarah right. We definitely got Sarah right. I think um, we thought this looks like it's been clearly designed for. Uh, for a certain sort of specific type of deck, like this, just kind of screams like like black white tokens, like the old black white tokens modern deck yep. when that was a thing mm. six years ago, or seven years ago, <laughs> whatever it was. Like, oh, this is a card you could play in that. That would be really cool. Yeah. But it's probably not good enough for modern these days. We compared it to Gideon Alive Zendikar and said we would much rather have Gideon in any deck that would want it. Yeah. Like that could play that 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 style of card. Remember the uh, uh, modern event decks. 
Yeah. Yeah. What a great product that was. Yeah, it's just a shame that it came with sleeves and everything. Changes so much. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, I I picked one up one up dead cheap because um, it was it was in that that weird period where like that product just wasn't shifting because a lot of a lot I think MTG Finance hadn't really kicked off in the way that I that it, it exists as a massive entity these days and uh, yeah if if a if a deck or if a product, I guess, like if any product like that just wasn't popular anymore, like then you would often find reduced versions of of, of old product in in stores for sale. And that was one where I managed to pick up like a, a sealed a sealed one of those for like it was like thirty five percent off or something. But then, like obviously, it had like two shock lands in there. It had a bunch of good cars in there. It didn't have. Yeah, shock it came with sleeves and everything. It had uh, Isolated um, Chapel and Caves of Coalesce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Isolated Chapel, yeah, sure. Yeah, but it had, I mean... Uh, but it had, like, Inquisitions of Kozilex, which were quite expensive at the time. It had... Um, Path Dismember. Just a load of good cards. Yeah, Path Dex, I'll Dismember. Sword of Feast and Famine, um, which is now yeah. more expensive than that entire product was when it was released. Yeah, Elspeth is in there as well. Yeah. Just a load of good cards. Man, they, they need to do that again. Because Modern's the, I think... the biggest non-Commander format, in paper, at least. Yeah. So... That would sound like you should do like a blue eye control one, a burn one. Yeah, one I, I think staples. it's something that the challenger decks are quite good at doing for standard. But I, yeah. I think, I think because modern's such a big, such a different entity nowadays, I think it would be difficult to to do that. And like, unless you unless you're putting like a load of shock lands in each one and charging like a an, an obscene price for them, I think the longevity on that product is is very very limited. I mean, it's. it's... The longevity on most products is really, really limited. Do you want to buy some Commander Twenty Twenty products? Because uh, we've quite got possibly, yeah. twelve cases of those. They have a fierce guardianship. <laughs> in them. That's it. Wow. Yeah, but there, there are loads of products. That, I mean, the, you know, I don't know they haven't done them anymore. But the uh, the Planeswalker decks. They yeah, sold yeah. for about a week and then just didn't move at all. The Challenger yeah. decks don't move at all because they already they, they achieve their purpose of tanking the prices of good standard cards, and then you don't need to buy the product to get the cheap standard cards because the rest of them are just cheap on the secondary market. The uh, the Commander decks that come with sets are kind of bad. <laughs> They're just yeah. cheap Commander decks that don't really have anything in them, and no one really wants them. They don't want to buy the sealed product. They just want to you know they just benefit off uh, Mindstone getting slightly cheaper. Yeah, yeah, no one buys them, and we just we, stores are just sitting on all of this. I mean, maybe it's different for other stores, and it depends on the size of the stores. But there's a bunch of products like that that just sit there for it, and then like they never because you know if people still had the modern event decks in stock now, they'd always get snapped up, and you would definitely sell yeah. them. But I'm not going to be selling my <laughs> Commander Caltime decks in five years' time, am I? Because there's nothing in there. Whereas the the modern event decks would 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 still have good stuff in there that people would always want. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Like a sort of face and family. Yeah, I think I think positions. it's just finding. It's finding the finding the price point and finding the decks to make it worth it. I think for them, the price point company, doesn't really matter. It's, it's it's a. I mean, I mean it, it kind of does because they can't they yeah. can't stick a full they can't stick a full Tron deck in there and sell it for like four hundred pounds. Like it's not something. That, yeah, I mean, they could do, but stores are like not many stores will order many of those and. Very rarely will you will you sell many copies of them. So I think you have to find, you've got to find a deck that you can 
print a suboptimal version of for a reasonable price and it's like it, it's, it's something that i think is is a good idea and it, like it would be a cool product to do that but i think modern's just just so big and so buried and so expensive these days i think it would just be be kind of impossible to do like or it just isn't worth the effort it would, would be required that would be required to sort of fix that problem when you could just you know make more secret layers or sell more pets on arena like yeah that's the such or print a lord lord of the rings set or a warmer 40k commander decks like yeah yeah i just think there are so many other products that are probably like worth their time and, and money far more than trying to figure out how to print modern event decks again yeah yeah you're right fair enough i still i still think that product is really good it's a shame yeah it was it was absolutely fantastic and yeah i i think i would love to see something like that but i just don't think i just don't think it's possible in today's world unfortunately yeah no i agree i agree cool so that was our (laughs) modern horizons i guess (laughs) baseless speculation but i i I think i think they're a bit more i don't know i was gonna say i think that they're they're a bit more reasonable than last time or they come they come at it from a completely different angle than last time i I think uh i think because we had you know we had the knowledge of two cards in the set and they weren't really like cards we'd ever seen before but now we know what the product was last time we have the expectation that it'll be something similar but hopefully we'll have learned from some of the mistakes last time uh and you know we we kind of have a have a feel of what the power level could be but also that it is a really good good sort of vehicle for reprints that you can't easily put into other products and i I think i think we've got a, a reasonable list there yeah i think all these cards are very reasonable things that won't blow things out the water and i'm very excited to find out all the cards that are completely broken yeah, <laughs> and, and cards that yeah, are like same. four pounds on release weekend, and then end up being seventy quid because they're the best card in Modern and Legacy. <laughs> yeah, I look, I look forward to that time. Arkham's Astrolabe two, oh, bring Christ. it on, bring it on. I do hope they don't do a snow thing again. I imagine they won't. Yeah, I, I can't imagine they will do a snow thing again. But I'm definitely going to be. I'm really looking forward to it. To be honest, yeah, definitely, really definitely. I, I love the first one. I think this will be a very good one too. Yeah. I guess actual factual previews will be starting reasonably soon, so I'm looking forward to that too. I think preview season for a product like that is always very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if the last one's anything to go, I mean, worst comes to worst, they're going to have fetch runs in it, so they'll be fine. It'll be a fine set. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Which I, I guess, I guess we should we should circle back to what we did last time and end on a completely tinfoil hat, uh, wild out there prediction. Um, Oh so last time I predicted a new cycle of Hedgelands, uh, Tolden's gone and diluted Pelter and all that kind of nonsense. Uh-huh. This time let's let's take it a f- step further and let's go triple faced cards. Let's do it. There's going to be a triple faced card in this. That's set, just my that, tinfoil speculation. That's that's too silly, Joey. No, it's not. You've gone too far. You maniac. <laughs> How will everyone uh, anyone take to... you seriously ever again? Looking forward to reviewing that in a year's time and seeing. Oh, I was completely wrong. It's actually quadruple faced cards. <laughs> actually, the booster pack is made of cards. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it might be. You never know. It might be. <laughs> you can say about anything. Scratch and sniff magic cards. Well, it might be. 
Well, that was a thing that they were going to do for for Unglued 2, I think. That was something that they tested oh, for some of the cards. God. Can, and you, then just can you imagine the price on a Scratch and Sniff Leliana? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I definitely don't want to buy and on, sec- and on that note... I don't want to buy a second-hand Scratch and Sniff Liliana <laughs> off anyone, because you know what's happened to it. And on that note, I think that's pretty much all we have time for this week. <laughs> Cut me off. How, how do you... Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about Modern Horizons 2? Come and let us know on social media. Uh, you can hit us up on tw- on Twitter. We are at HFDCast, facebook.com slash HFDCast. Or if you've really enjoyed anything in this episode and you'd like to give back in a monetary value, you can hit us up at Patreon. We are patreon.com slash Arrow of Devastation. Tiers start from as little as $1 per month. It's all free. 20 to 25 cents per episode. This podcast is brought to you by Monleague.com. Hey. Yeah. Uh, you can get 5% off any order over £10 from manleague.com if you use the promo code HOFD5 at checkout. That's fun to say. I like that. That is really cool. That, I like that. That does include pre-orders of Modern Horizons 2, nice. which are currently on the website. <laughs> may or may not contain Scratch and Stiff cards. <laughs> Scratch and Stiff Liliana. They're going to regret actually sponsoring my podcast now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quite possible. Would you mind putting my website on the front page of uh, my, my podcast on the front page of your website? Oh, yeah, definitely. Scratch and Sniff Liliana. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find the podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher if you wanted to go to one of those platforms and give us a rating or a, a comment or a review. It would really help get the podcast out to more people. If you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I'm at Peach Garden Oaf. That's Oaf with an F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon, I'm in pretty much any of the magic groups, and I also stream on Twitch. Every Friday night we do something magic-related. Uh, we cracked a box of Japanese Strixhaven that was sweet, we did a cube draft, we do all sorts of things. FNM is always good fun. And then Saturdays and Sundays of alternating, I stream a bunch of different things. I just bought a load of Sega games that are going to be streaming sometime soon, so if that's your jam, it's twitch.tv slash peachgardenoaf. Come check it out. Like original Mega Drive games? Uh, so they were part of the Steam sale currently. So yeah, it's it's Mega Drive games, it's Dreamcast games. Oh. Got like Sonic Adventure Two was like eighty three pence or something ridiculous. Sick. Jet Set Radio was eighty three pence. So just I had to. Has it got zombies? Uh, no. Oh, I love zombies. Anyway, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at snail sixty nine. Nice. Still allowed to tweet. Somehow, <laughs> despite everything, you're still tweeting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> against all odds, <laughs> I am still allowed to tweet. Awesome. So once again, we're approaching the second hour. The God Pharaoh has returned. We'll see you again next week on Our Devastation. <laughs>